0: Your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, i hey, I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, we will be recapping last night's win against the Chicago Blackhawks that moved the Carolina Hurricanes to 9-0-0 as well as taking a quick look at the updated league and Metro Division standings because we got some changes, folks, and they are definitely going to be changes you want to hear about if you haven't already seen them, of course. But diving into this game, this is, I really think head coach Rod Brenmore said it best in post-game: we weren't good or we weren't bad, but we weren't good either. I think that just kind of sums up this game right here. It was an ugly W. It's definitely ugly, but it was a W nonetheless. And we're going to dive into the pros and cons of this because the first two periods were very, very rough, to say the least. Um, in both periods, the Hurricanes really got off to some rough starts. And really, before we even get into that, I just remembered... I want to mention that this game was the absolute definition of a trap game. Hurricanes riding high on heading in with an eight game winning streak. You just beat the Blackhawks the other day. Yeah, you think, yeah, I, I got this win, of course. But now you're down you know, Nino rider, and you're playing at the Blackhawks. Blackhawks got Patrick Kane back and they know what you guys are about this season yeah they knew what you're about last season but you got a lot of new guys here in the lineup very similar to kind of like what we talked about with boston uh whenever we played boston that you know god it, it sounds weird saying it out loud but like you knew the old hurricanes like you knew the old me not the new me you know kind of deal they don't know the hurricanes the new Hurricanes. But the thing is, now the Blackhawks is due. They had already played them once within a week. Now they played them again. And the Blackhawks came out looking really good in this game. Like I said, I would say in the first two periods, those were periods that were marred with bad mistakes, bad turnovers. I mean, you look at Andrei Sveshnikov when that." puck flipped up, and Andre went to glove it down, but he just missed completely, and it led to a Chicago goal, like, a little over a minute into the game. Yeah, that was really, really rough, and then Svech had a lot of costly turnovers there in, like, the first half of the first period, and thankfully, you know, he was able to make good on it somewhat when he had the secondary assist on the Derek Stepan goal, when he had a really good pass to Tony D'Angelo, who then set up Stepan to end up tying it at one goal apiece. But lots of mistakes here in that first period. I would say the one constant throughout this game was that the Hurricanes' penalty kill was really, really good, especially... In the third period, where they had to play like the final, basically the final five and a half minutes with shorthanded. And yeah, that's absolutely crazy. And you're really playing with fire there with having to have your penalty kill out there so much. So they really got to get those penalties in check. That was something I said like, I know we're still early in their season, but earlier in the season was you really got to get those penalties in check. I think if they can do that, I think they'll be all right, because you know, the second period was again just more the same, of just really rough start. You had a Martin Natchez turnover that ended up leading a pat, leading to a Patrick Kane goal, who which ended up putting the Blackhawks up 2 one. And if you remember in the preview, I said Patrick Kane would definitely be a difference in this game because he's a damn good player and he he's a difference maker and you you look at that he very well could have been the difference in the game and yeah I knew he was going to factor into this game one way or another the guy was gonna get an assist gonna get a goal. He's, he's gonna do something he's gonna end up on the score sheet and lo and behold he did but I The second period also had a very, very scary moment when Brett Pesci was going hard for the puck to avoid icing and he went crashing into the boards behind the goal and it was very, very violent and it looked really, really rough. And yeah, He ended up leaving the ice, but he went and sat on the bench and he ended up coming out for a couple more shifts, but I don't believe he played at all in the third period. So we'll... Definitely have to keep an eye on him, see what happens. As of recording at 12.02 a.m., I haven't heard or seen anything about him having an injury or anything. I think him coming back out on the ice was pretty promising. Like, okay, maybe you just got the wind knocked out of him. It's going to be a bit sore. Obviously, taking a hit like that, you're going to be sore. But we'll see going forward what happens. I'll obviously relay that news to you guys, of course. But uh, another thing is just a really, really, really bad play from Brady Shea after that Brett Pesci injury ended up leading to another Chicago goal, which ended up putting Chicago up 3-1. to one. And it was just like he – I don't even know what happened with Brady there. That was a very rare bad mistake from him. It ended up really costing the Hurricanes there. And you definitely had, definitely there towards the end of the second period, this game really started getting kind of chippy and a little bit more physical, which I think, you know, as I mentioned, these teams tired of seeing each other. They've seen each other a lot over the past year. Not as much as Nashville, but they've seen each other a lot. So they're tired of seeing each other. And then I think emotions definitely played a factor into this for the Hurricanes with how chippy it was getting. But, you know, it really didn't go beyond anything. Else. Not like in the last game against Chicago where Tony D'Angelo had the Gordy Howe hat trick. Nothing like that. But the, the real thing was, you know, with these first two periods, I think – Abby Labar really hit it on the head or Rod Brendamore really hit it on the head, but Abby Labar, you know, relayed it on the broadcast of Moore saying that the hurricanes got to stop trying to be cute and out there and just go out there and play, which I wholeheartedly agree with. That's been a real criticism I've had with the team for the past few seasons is that sometimes they just try to do too much and they try to be too fancy Try to do, again, they just try to do too much. They try to be cute. They try to be fancy and do these flashy plays. When, At the end of the day, just go out, play the game, do what you need to do. Don't worry about doing anything extra. And thankfully, again, that's something that they did heading into the third period, which is something we'll talk about all the positives with the third period because that's where most of the positive. From The game was but there's also one other big positive thing that happened in the second period that also want to talk to you guys about right after this quick break folks bet online is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile websites to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED On to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Now, as I mentioned before the break, there was one big thing that happened in the second period that was extremely positive, and that was Seth Jarvis getting his first career NHL goal. You absolutely love, love, love to see that. Two games. Two points, an assist in his first game, and then a goal in his second. It was an absolutely beautiful breakaway. He did lose the handle a little bit right at the end, but ended up fooling Mark Andre Fleury there and he slipped through the five hole. And in the post game press conference, Seth, Jar- Seth Jarvis talked about how. When he was a kid, he dreamed of scoring on Mark Andre Fleury. He he grew up watching him, like many of us did. And for him to score his first NHL goal on a Hall of Famer like Mark Andre Fleury was absolutely beautiful. And in that first goal and that breakaway, it was very reminiscent of Nikita Kucherov as well. So it is an absolute beautiful goal. And of course, he has the puck. But moving into the third period, this is where more of the positive from the game was. As I mentioned before the break, Rod Renamore said in that second intermission that the Hurricanes, they gotta stop trying to be cute, be fancy, just go out there and play. That's what they did. Yes, Foss ended up scoring 17 seconds into the third period, end up tying it 3-3. And this period just really shows just how dominant the Carolina Hurricanes can be when they're firing on all cylinders and just how easy it is for them to take over a game. Like, we know they tend to dominate the control of the game. They really force their game on other teams. But this period, for me, it really stuck out just how... They were just able to flip a switch, and they were good. And they they were back and just ready to win this game. They stopped trying to be cute, try to be fancy, do all the extra stuff. They just went out there and played. And there was absolutely amazing defense by Jacob Slavin on that Jesper Foss goal. And then shortly thereafter, Martin Natchez was able to sneak one by Mark andre Fleury as well, which ended up giving the Hurricanes a 4-3 lead. And this one was honestly set up amazing by Ethan Bear because he very well could have taken the shot on that play right there, but he elected to pass it instead. And he passed it to Martin Natchez, and Natchez got it by. And that decision-making right there, I think is really going to take the Hurricanes far because when you're able to make good decisions on the fly like that, like that is really going to take you, that's going to take them far, especially when it gets deep into the season and the postseason, because those little tiny things like that could be the difference between scoring a goal like it was tonight, having a goal blocked or having a turnover. And when you have good looks like that, I think that's really going to take this team far and the the story of the game was obviously the Hurricanes need to stay out of the penalty box, but the Hurricanes penalty kill was absolutely phenomenal in the third period. I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but for like the final like five and a half minutes, the Hurricanes were having to be on the penalty kill with just penalty after penalty and The Hurricanes really, again, not taking anything away from the penalty kill units. Absolutely phenomenal job. But, again, you're really playing with fire when you're relying on them that much. They've really got to get these dumb penalties in check. Yes, it is still early in the season. This was just our ninth game out of 82. there's still a lot, lot, lot more to play. And these issues are going to get under control. Yes, I know that. But it's very frustrating when they are so prevalent, I guess you would say, when it's such a glaring issue. And I think one thing that is making it such a big issue is just how good this team has been and not a whole lot of other issues. It really magnifies Other issues like this right here and more and more people are focusing on these one to two issues rather than spreading it out over like five or six issues like hadn't passed with the Hurricanes so they really got to stay out of the penalty box and stop trying to be do cute fancy place that's really what the Hurricanes need to do now but again At the end of the day, the penalty-killing units were fantastic. Freddie Anderson was fantastic. He was really bailing the Hurricanes out in this game with the mistakes and turnovers that they were making because if you had another goalie in there, score could have been a lot different. But we ain't got to worry about that. But again, penalty-killing was amazing. The Blackhawks had one shot on goal and four minutes of power play opportunity late in the third period, and they're kind of finishing things out. So that's great for the Hurricanes, finally killing you. And that they should really be proud of their performance tonight. Again, I know it's definitely an ugly win, and again, like Brendan Moore said, they weren't bad, but they weren't great either. So. Yeah, but the, at the end of the day, the Hurricanes are now 9-0-0, and that ties the 2015-2016 Montreal Canadiens for the second longest streak to open up a season. Frederick Anderson tied an NHL record for goalies to start a season with a new team with wins. That was his eighth win for the Hurricanes. He's obviously 8-0-0 on the season, and again, the Hurricanes really bounced back in the third period, and... I think that third period definitely has a lot to build off of. And obviously, the first two periods, you got a lot of film to watch of what not to do. Hopefully, the Hurricanes can definitely learn from this game. Because I think this or this game is definitely a learning experience. Because the Hurricanes definitely got lucky in this game. They were lucky to win this game. Again, this game was the definition of a trap game. And they almost fell for that trap. They really did. And they definitely have some work to do when it comes to stupid mistakes, letting in goals early, dumb penalties, and turnovers, and just stuff like that. They got a lot of work to do. And Rod isn't going to take take it easy on him in practice. I, I pity those guys tomorrow. Like, yeah, you got, you got the win. You did. You absolutely did. But you barely got it. And your goalie had to bail you out a lot. So we'll see how things go come Saturday. I think they got a lot to work on because Florida's definitely, definitely a step up in competition from what they've played already this season. They played New York Islanders open up the season, which at the time you thought that was going to be a really good appointment, but they're kind of struggling now. Nashville's kind of middle of the pack. Montreal's really struggling this season. Chicago, they're Struggling Arizona's Arizona, (laughs) but Florida Panthers. That's going to be a real step up, and yeah, they have their issues going on, but they're still eight zero and one. I mean, they're they're number two team in the NHL. So the Hurricanes, they got the work cut out for them. They're going to have to practice a lot, watch a lot of film, and know what to do heading into that game on Saturday. But at the end of the day, we got the win. That's what matters. And now there's been some changes in the league standings with this win. And we will talk about that stuff right after this quick break, folks. So while in yesterday's episode, we did a quick roundup of the Metro and league standings. More so because stuff was changing around the Carolina Hurricanes. But now it's the other way around. Carolina Hurricanes are the ones moving around. Obviously, Metro Division, still the same as it was yesterday. Whenever we were talking, folks, uh, Carolina Hurricanes still on top. They're now 9-0-0, 18 points. New York Rangers in second at 6-2-2, 14 points. Capitals in third at 5-1-3 and 13 points. Blue Jackets in fourth. At 6-3-0 and, and 12 points, they actually moved up a spot with their win tonight. Philadelphia Flyers in 5th at 5-2-1 and, and 11 points. New Jersey Devils in 6th at 4-3-1 and, and 9 points. New York Islanders in 7th at 3-2-2 and 2 and 8 points. And the Pittsburgh Penguins in 8th place at 3-3-2 and, and 8 points. But now here's where we see the change. And that is now that the Carolina Hurricanes are the number one team in the NHL. You love to see it. With the win tonight, they jumped the Florida Panthers to take that number one spot. As, of course, the Carolina Hurricanes are still the lone undefeated team. Of course, they're 9-0-0, 18 points, like I just said. Florida Panthers are, of course, hot on their heels at 8-0-1 in and and 17 points. I almost said 1 point. And then the rest of the top 10 is the same as what it was in yesterday's episode. As of recording, at least. Edmonton 3rd. Calgary 4th. New York Rangers 5th. Washington Capitals 6th. St. Louis Blues 7th. San Jose Sharks 8th. Winnipeg Jets ninth, And Minnesota Wild 10th. So... There's definitely not a lot of changes for around the league. But again, it is nice to see that the Hurricanes are sitting atop the NHL. And of course, they were sitting atop the locked-on NHL power rankings, among other power rankings from across other sports media outlets as well. So the Hurricanes are really just firing on all cylinders again. This was an ugly W tonight, or yesterday, (laughs) against the Chicago Blackhawks. But it was a win nonetheless. And like I said, I think the Carolina Hurricanes are going to use this game as a learning experience for them. Moving forward, moving into the game against Florida on Saturday. And then, heck, you look after Saturday... Into next Tuesday, you're taking you're in Tampa back. Like you, you got two games within a couple days here that are going to be rough. You got Florida then Tampa, so the Hurricanes they got their work cut out for them, and they're going to have to get their mess in line. They can't have another game like this against Florida or Tampa. Cannot happen because those two teams will absolutely take advantage of those mistakes you won't be able to bounce back like you did tonight because those teams are too good to let something like that happen so we will see how that stuff goes we obviously preview those games as time rolls on and those games those days come to be (laughs) but until then Make sure you follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Gerald Ellis underscore 96. And thank you again for making Locked on Hurricanes your first lesson of the day. Now go make Locked on Fantasy Hockey your second listen. And in the next episode of Locked on Hurricanes, we, we will be discussing those Locked on NHL power rankings that I just mentioned as well as any other news surrounding the Carolina Hurricanes, whether it be Nina Niederreiter, Brett Pesci, or whoever else. We'll be talking about it here on this show. And until then, I will talk to you guys later. Have a great day.